Everyone has plans in life, but sometimes those plans take a turn. In all cases, plans can take a turn for the good or the bad. The unexpected plans leave us with the question of what will happen next. Today we will be hearing stories on how the tables turned and how the great plans took a change for the unexpected. Summer 2017 was going to be a blast. I already knew it. Eighth grade finally ended and I finally finished junior high and now on to the long-awaited high school. At my church, they have a church retreat for all the upcoming ninth graders to have a fun-filled week in Estes Park, Colorado. All the upperclassmen from the past year's trip stated, the Colorado trip was the best part of my summer, so my expectations were very high. The last week of June finally rolled around. I felt so thrilled to travel all the way to Colorado with some of my closest friends for a fun week of nonstop memories to look back on in the future. All the ninth graders hopped in the bus for 15 hours straight from Col Arkansas to Colorado. The bus ride seemed five years long. The anxiety was killing me to get to camp and to have an amazing time. Nevertheless, 15 hours later, the mountains of the state of Colorado were about all I could see. Throughout Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I climbed up steep rocks, paddled through the depths of the water while kayaking, biked up and down hills and rocks, and pulled my feet all eight miles up the Rocky Mountains during a hike. The week was going so great, I didn't know if it could get much better. Thursday rolled around, and it was the day everyone was waiting for, where we were going whitewater rafting. Whitewater rafting was most everyone's from the past year's favorite activity. Going down a river current hitting level two, three, and four rapids seemed like such a blast. Before whitewater rafting, we were told a whole safety lecture from the guys of the rafting place, such as what to do if you fall out the water, what to do if you're under the raft, what to do if you smash into a rock. I was listening to this like it was blah, 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 because I knew that wouldn't happen to me. The rapids were like tornadoes in the water that day. In my raft, there were six other of my friends and a guide who stated he was the most experienced out of all of them, so we were going to be fine. I had been whitewater rafting before, so the guide told me to sit in the front. Little did I know that it, that was a mistake. I was told I was leading the pack and that a lot of the responsibility was on me so we could stay out of out much danger as possible. In the front, most of the dependency was on me. We were in the raft with a helmet and a life jacket on for safety as we started upon the rushing rapids. Row, row, row. We dodged rocks left and right like there were sharks in the middle of the ocean. Our raft was on a roll. We started to row faster and tried to beat all the other kids on the trip's rafts. We weren't paying attention to what was coming ahead. The guys started to yell, row to the right, but it was too late. We were coming up on a Ponda Bridge, otherwise known as Killer's Bridge Sideways. It was like a scene in a movie. It happened so fast. We hit the middle post of the bridge and the raft started to fill with water. As the raft started to fill with water, everyone in the raft started to be pushed out. I was pushed under the raft along with my friend. I tried to push my way out of the raft, but the water was pushing me back. I was stuck. I used all my might to push my friend and I out from under the raft. The rushing current poured me towards the post of the bridge and I tried to push away. I hit my head on the bridge. I hope my helmet took the impact. It seemed like a life or death situation. So what I did, I what I heard in the safety lecture and swam my way through Colorado's freezing cold water to the, to the closest land. Everyone else that was on our trip pulled to the side already was reaching for our hands so we would not continue to flow down the river. All seven other people on the raft were fighting except for a couple scrapes and bruises, so I thought. The raft on the other hand was not okay. 
The guys told us this was the worst crash they've ever seen in all 12 years of the place being open, and they were happy we were all okay. On the bus ride back to camp, I started to feel dizzy, and my friend Rachel pointed out at a large bump, it was the size of, of baseball on my forehead. When we got back to camp, I put ice on it and hoped the swelling would not go down and all would be good. It was not all good. I continued to feel dizzy the rest of the night, and it kept getting worse and worse. Finally, at 9 p.m., due to my symptoms, the best thing to do was bring me to the emergency room. In the emergency room, they thought it might be a brain bleed, so I was given x-rays and an MRI scan. The results came out better than the doctors thought. Thank goodness it was not a brain bleed, but a concussion. The doctor said I would be fine in two to three weeks, but limited my next couple of weeks to only walking, sitting, sleeping, and eating. I planned to go to Colorado to make fun memories, which I did, but I, it was not in my plan to end up getting a concussion from it. But I did learn to watch your surroundings and be prepared for anything. great Friday morning, our team had just complete, completed a successful ninth grade season. The air was frigid and sun was just rising as we arrived at the football field. The head coach of varsity summoned me and a few other athletes up to his office, which rarely happens. He told us that we were going to be moved up to the varsity team. Everyone was nervous, but I knew I was going to meet his expectations. In the ninth grade season, I was the alpha and our opponents were my prey. When Coach Grant told us that we were being moved up, he said, Now there is no guarantee that you will dress out or even play. It is just for the experience. I had no doubt that I would dress out. My mind was as set on success as an Olympic athlete going for gold. We started practicing with the varsity boys right after they had just defeated their major rival. Our first day of practice was crazy. My beloved position is running back. My first introduction to varsity was letting the biggest lineman on the team hit me straight on like a two-train collision. I bounced back three feet. I was shocked, but it ended up being a good way to initiate me into varsity football. As the days went by, we became more and more a part of the team, and I ended up being a second-string running back. Our first playoff game came, and I was super excited about the game. I was very was nervous because there was high expectations for my performance from the coaches and myself. During the first quarter, I was expected the call for my name, but it never came. The second and third quarter came around, and I was waiting. With one minute left in the fourth quarter, the coach finally called my name. I sprinted onto the field, and we ended up winning the game. The last day of practice the following week, we scrimmaged and the defense got an interception. And the defensive back was running down the field and I tracked him down and pushed him out of bounds. He was furious with me because it was only practice, although the coaches were pleased. Throughout the couple weeks, I continued to prove to the coaches that I was worthy of my position on the team. Game day approached, we knew that our team was better than our opponents. We received the ball first and we shot off like a cannon. We scored so many times I lost count. The second half ended up we went into the locker room with 32-0. I was getting ready because I had a feeling that they would call my name. As halftime ended I was hopeful that I would get to play, help the team by playing two full quarters in the varsity game. 
On the second play of the half, my name was called. And I bolted out there as fast as lightning. The game continued to go great. And then some defensive players struck me. I felt a pop from my leg and I my leg snapped like a twig. I decided to try to play on it in spite of the injury. When I tried to get up, my ankle felt like jello. I limped off the field and I could not put any pressure on my leg. I went over to the table and the athletic trainer and the physician remarked, Cole, you have an extremely high ankle sprain and I could not play the rest of the season. As they told me, I felt defeated. It raced through my mind that I would not be able to contribute to the team in state championship. The reality of playing varsity and the boys twice my size, it hit me like a ton of bricks. that our lacrosse team was moving into a Bentonville school sport. I didn't know if I'd have to stop completely playing or move everything for one sport. Then we moved to Bentonville, our biggest school rival. Coming from Rogers to Bentonville wasn't as different as I thought it'd be. Rogers always looked at Bentonville as a school filled with spoiled, rich kids. During the moving process, leaving the school district I've been at to the one we looked down on was rough. Our whole team hated them. It was weird moving, going from knowing everyone to only a few. My friend was going to move to BHS, but then we all got mad at him and he stayed. I moved, though, where he wanted to go. After moving for a while and being here, I'm glad I did. I got more things to help me learn here than I could have ever got at Rogers. The main reason and the best I moved was lacrosse. Lacrosse has been one of the best things for me. We go to different tournaments with college exposure. We get college coaches at our practice. Lacrosse has been great. It's taught me so many things about being a team and being a leader. Moving here, I came in skeptical with everybody being snobby from what everybody at Rogers said. But after I got here, I realized everybody's just kids trying to be kids. There's no economic divide in high school. Everything was just made up. We, all, we had all grown up with them as our rivals. Now I was one of them. Thank you for listening to these stories. As you can see, the unexpected does happen and plans do not always work out. So next time you have an extravagant plan, be prepared for the unexpected.